Now today, you're in for a treat. We are going to invite to the stage a woman that has been a part of this from day one. Um, it's my wife, Pastor Angie Brown. Listen, she, um, she and I have been married for 33, almost 33 years now. And uh, her thumbprints and her vision uh, are all over this house and over many of your lives that are in this room today or watching us online. I'm telling you, when, when the Lord said, I'm going to create a helper suitable for you, he, he, he went above and beyond for my wife. You need to know that your pastor's wife understands ministry, meaning that she, you seldom see her on the platform but you see her visiting, you see her ministering, you see her serving, you see her praying, you see her cleaning up, you see her setting up. Listen, I'm just telling you, she gets it. She probably gets it more than I do. I'm just gonna be real and honest. I, I take my lead from her oftentimes. But uh, today I'm excited that I get to share the platform with her today. And so I'm gonna ask you 1910 family, would you show some honor to the mother dove, the first lady of the house, Pastor Angie Brown. Can you stand to your feet and acknowledge? Thank you. Love you. That's my goal. That's my goal. Amen. Wow. Thank you guys. Hey, today we're gonna wrap up this journey we've been on entitled Faith. Over the last few weeks, we've been looking at what I believe is really the central doctrine to our Christian faith or to our belief system, and it's faith. Remember, when you look up the word in the dictionary, faith, it means having complete trust or confidence in something or someone. Every one of you that are listening here today are a person of faith. You've placed your faith in something. You've placed your faith in someone, maybe government, maybe your finances, maybe your job, maybe relationships. Some of y'all even so crazy about placing your faith in a sports team. All those will fail you. They can. They can let you down. Scripture maybe would refer to those things as shifting sand because you just never, never know. Are you with me? So we've been in this journey over the last few weeks trying to help us understand what we truly believe about God. We call ourselves believers. As a Christian, we're known as believers. What do we believe in? What do we believe in? The definition we've been working for over the last few weeks is this. Faith is believing that God is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will do. How many of you believe that? How many of you believe that God is who he says he is? And you've seen him do some things in your life and you believe if he's done it in the past, he can do it again, right? We know that faith isn't always easy. Faith doesn't always make sense. Abraham, take your son Isaac and offer him as a sacrifice. Okay. It just sometimes it doesn't make sense, right? But faith is seeing in advance what only makes sense sometimes in reverse. When you look back at it, you can now say, ah, I see what you were doing there, God. I see what you were doing there. We've been looking at this passage of scripture in Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. Let me find it for you. Read it to you. Look what it says. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. What does faith do? It shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the what? Evidence of things we cannot see. In this one verse, 
That, that verse to me says, hey, listen, when we have faith and when we live it out, it's actually showing other people what we truly believe. Yeah. It's evidence. Faith shows the reality. Listen, um, how many of you drove to church today? You came in an automobile. Anybody ride a horse? <laughs> Maybe I, here. I love it when our new yeah. staff people come and like, bro, we thought everybody rode horses in Texas, you know? And, <laughs> Of course, we got Mike down here with his cowboy hats on, and I see that all over the house too. But, but most of us came in an automobile. That automobile, there's an important part of that car called an engine. Mm-hmm. That engine's a big deal, right? Now, that engine's not the only part to that car. I mean, none of you just hopped on the engine and rode the engine, you know, the twin cam to church today, did you? know? But, but, but that's a part of the car. Now, it possesses some stuff, right? But that engine is only useful when it operates and functions with the rest of the automobile to propel and move you forward to your destination. Faith is kind of like that. What we believe in our heart and our mind is good, but make no mistake about it. Faith is not just solely some intellectual assent. Because if we don't take what we believe in our hearts and our minds and actually let it propel us forward, well, your brother James would say these words in James chapter 2, beginning verse 14. He says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if we say we have faith, but don't show it in our actions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of smart people that believe a lot of stuff. But, 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 but James here is saying, what good is what you believe in your heart and your mind if it doesn't lead you, push you forward, propel you towards action? Mm-hmm. You see, today we want you to understand that faith, real faith requires action. James gives us an example of what that might look like. Look what he says in verse 15. Suppose that you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye have a good day stay warm eat well but then you do nothing you don't give that person any food or clothing Mm. what good does that do Mm. so you see faith by itself isn't enough right unless it produces good deeds it is dead and useless Mm. is that clear enough to anybody Look what this verse 17 reads in the message translation. What does it say? It says, isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? It's pretty clear. Wow. Let me just remind you something. Even the demons know God and believe in the power that he possesses. They just don't do anything for him or with him. That's right. And I just wonder what that might mean for us today as a church. Listen, today is Pentecost Sunday. Jesus gave his disciples those words in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's great, isn't it? But it doesn't end there. And you shall be my witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere yes. in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Yeah. This is 40 days after his resurrection. Jesus makes himself known, reveals himself some 100 different occasions over the course of 40 days. 120 gathered in a room in Jerusalem. And after these words issued, he makes his final ascension into heaven. Just a few verses later, and you flip the page to Acts chapter 2, we know that they're all 
together and pray when there is a mighty rushing wind and flames of fire, like tongues over them, begin to just, wow. And it set them ablaze. Yes. You see, the very presence of God himself was deposited in those believers. And they were content to just sit there and do nothing with it. No. Is that how your Bible reads? No. You got a jacked up version if that's how it reads. (laughs) Because what we see at Pentecost Sunday is those 120 being set out on a new mission and calling. They weren't, it wasn't enough just for them to, to see and believe in a resurrected Jesus. No, that propelled them. Mm. to put him on display. Peter preaches a sermon, 3,000 are saved, the church is exploding, and religious people are getting upset. (laughs) I like that. You know, when religious people can't control Uh. growth or miracles, or when they can't explain Mm -hmm. stuff, they just tend to write it off. Yeah. Right? These people begin to do signs and wonders. The church is exploding and growing. And I'm so glad that those 120 didn't just sit that day in Acts chapter two, verse one, had they not done anything with their faith, we wouldn't be here today. We'd we'd be watching a golf tournament somewhere or or just doing something, but there would be no reason for us. But this is the birth of the church. Come on, somebody. Listen, the birth of the church is all about people who believed and did something with their thoughts. Yes. Faith without works is useless. God talk with God, without God actions is nonsense. It's outrageous. I'm just wondering if there's some people that got the spirit of the living God in them in this house today that are ready to do something with what they say they believe in their heart and their minds. (laughs) You're going to live different. Yeah. Wow. We should. We should. Our actions indicate who we place our faith in. So, who are you talking about? Hmm. Who do you believe in? Hmm. And does your life prove that? All right, knock it out of the park. Let's go. Don't move away. You got it. So, I love that. I love that our actions indicate who we place our faith in. And in Ephesians 2, um, verses 8 through 10 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you cannot take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Mm. No religious works Mm. for we are God's masterpiece. Right. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. I love that. I love that it says it is a free gift God has given you. Right. And just like Pastor Jason said, the demons believe in Jesus. They know who he is, but they don't have him in them. Mm. Okay. Mm. They believe him. They know what he can do and it scares them. Mm. But when we receive Jesus, when we say yes to Jesus coming into our life, he gives us the Holy Spirit. It comes upon us. It comes in us. We have conversation with 
God through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Y'all, do you get that? <laughs> we were in Israel a few weeks ago and we went into, um, you can't, the temple is no longer there. It's, it's this, the ruins of the temple. Thank you, wordsmith. And, but we did some things under the tunnels of the original t- uh, temple. And so they had that Western wall is the closest to the Holy of Holies that, that the Jews still have access to. The Holy of Holies is where God's presence sat. It's where it was. Do you know who could go into the Holy of Holies? Was only it the, the people priest. doing no, only, only the, the high priest, priest mm. once a year, right? Yeah, yeah. Only they could go into the Holy of Holies and experience God's presence like we get to experience God's presence just even now. Like you are right now, as yeah. his word is being broken open, you get to experience God's presence. As we're worshiping him and we're talking about the spirit of God, come do it again. Mm. Y'all, that is the spirit of God. He is here with us. Amen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet, yes, do is. not take that for granted. We cannot take that for granted, mm. but what we so often do, right, is we receive that gift and we keep it to ourselves. Mm. That is not, that's not what he calls us to. Because of his gift, right? Because of his gift of salvation, then we want to do the good. Yeah. And that's, that's important. I didn't mention that. Thank you for correcting me. Um, that's really good. I, I'm not saved by those good works, am I? But because I am saved, I do those good works. You see there, there, there are some beliefs out there even today that say, if I just, if I'm a good person or if I tend, or if I even sponsor a child in Guatemala, give my money, that, that those good things that I do make me right with God. No, what makes a person right is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross through his death and who his blood shed. And the reality is it is a gift, but you got to receive it. You do. You got to receive this free gift of love demonstrated through Jesus Christ. But hey, because he lives within me, Mm. because I am safe, how could I not want to give my life for the very one who also gave his life? Are you see what I'm saying there? Yes. We have a screen that says, God didn't save us just so we could be saved. Right. His plan is for us to serve Christ Mm. and build up the church and boast of my power. Nope. Boast of his yeah. power, yeah. right? Yeah. His power and creative work in us. Mm. The creative work. God is a creative. He's just creative. He mm. is creation. I mean, he right? created the he, world. Yeah. It didn't just collide. No, it did no not. he made it. He made it. And he yeah. made us creative. Sorry, I just ruined some science people. But it's okay. Mm. They'll, they'll be fine. Read the we're Bible. We're faith can't people. Be, no. Yeah, we're faith people. So that creative stuff, he says, we are a part of the body. We have things to bring to the body and we have an action to take in the body. So you're saying that I've been created to do good things for him and there's a significant contribution for me to make. Yes, your faith is to act. Okay. Your faith is to take action. I love that. Okay. That's so good. So there's a great, I have a book that a friend gave me um, for Christmas and it was, she's like, I don't know why I bought this for you, but I just felt like the Holy Spirit told me to. Y'all, I have used that book so much. So those of you in Radiant, you may be tired of me using that book, but <laughs> get over it. So it's, it's called 52 Hebrew Words. Mm. And the author is Dave Adamson. And so one of the quotes I love about 
faith is this. He says, this is why the most faithful people aren't necessarily the ones with theological degrees. All right. But people who are actively living out Ooh. God's will with that's, determination. That's strong. That, that is good? strong. So like it's that. not enough for me just to know it, study it. I've got to live it out. We do. And even like. Does that it, make sense to anybody but a lug nut like me? It makes okay. sense to me too. Yeah. I'm kind of a lug nut too. But faith, so if you look at the Hebrew in words, right, or the Greek meaning, there's often, it describes things in a different way than our English language can, right? There's a, a different understanding. Mm-hmm. And so the, the Hebrew word for faith is actually? Imuna. Or? Or imuna. Job. Depends on if you're northern or southern. I don't yeah, know. But, I don't just, know. Yeah. but it means the same. What's it, it mean? It means act with firmness according to God's will. It's less about knowing and it's wow. more about doing. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up firmness because I'm like, act of firmness in God's mm-hmm. will. And mm-hmm. the Google or Webster says <laughs> firmness is the application of steadiness or consistency but not excessive power or strength. So it's, it's faith consistently, consistently doing what God directs us to do, to, for doing his will. Isn't that good? What was the last part of that though, without what? Less, uh, oh, with ex- but not excessive power or strength. Accepting yeah, God I'm, listen, is a different I, thing. I think we can actually sometimes be a turnoff sometimes with how we demonstrate our faith. Oh, yes. Let's unpack that, Pastor. No, I'll preach that maybe when I come back at another time. But listen, y'all, y'all know be, what I'm saying. There, there, there can be some obnoxious demonstrations yeah, of what be people way. believe. Bullhorns yelling at people. I don't find Jesus ever yelling. In fact, except to religious people, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I just, I, I, that's interesting you said, cause I didn't catch that earlier, but I think sometimes we can be obnoxious with yeah. our faith, and it's judgmental, that, condemning and, and looking all pious and what have you. I don't know. That's Bryce, does that pride. make sense to you, bro? Yeah. There I has see to you. be a healthy balance right in love. Yeah. You know, it's good. I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, you're squirrel moment. I, it's that's perfect. That's a perfect thing because I have a book called Love Does. Okay. And that, I think that faith has to be partnered in love, right? That's right. So you have, yeah. you have faith, you have the gift of the Holy Spirit, and then you have love. So it, it's all packaged together. Yeah, it doesn't. In fact, doesn't Scripture say the greatest of these is? Love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, this. Do y'all read says, your Bible? Okay. Just checking. Read it more. Not so you can boast, but so you can get to know That's him right, yeah. Okay, so it says, something happens when you feel ownership. You no longer act like a spectator or a consumer mm. because you're an owner. Yeah. Faith is at its best when it's that way too. It's best lived when it's owned. Hey, how many, real quick, this, this is a great no, illustration. Go on a how many of you have, how many of you own a home? How many of you have ever like stayed at a hotel or you rented an Airbnb? You know, you don't treat those places the same way as you treat your oh, home. We do should. You? We how, should. How many of you have ever rented a car? 
and you drove it like Mario Andretti. Listen, that is right? not a good You smoked thing. in it, you drank in it, you left your french fries underneath no. it. You know, you know that, that idea of ownership though, when I own something, I take better care of it and I'm, woo! You do, you do. Y'all know that I'm, Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all should take care of that stuff you're written to because yeah, you don't want to be those people that's true. Yeah, you, they they're can, talking yeah, about. You pay oh, that deposit person. for it, yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's a bad illustration. No, it's good. Y'all know. I like that. You do. You when Leaving you, them French when you fries and, and cigarettes you under owned, the seats. Oof. There's more responsibility. You know what else with so ownership, wrong. though? You know what else? I'm sorry. What were you saying? You do have more responsibility when you own something. You do. Yeah, absolutely. I need to take a break. I need to step away because I, I, I don't know where I'm at right it's now. It's okay. I do that Just every week stay focused on her, guys. She's every that. week while you're preaching. So I think, you know, some of the most faithful people um, that we know that does these type of things... They don't, have a, they don't have a platform. They, they mm. may have a platform, but not a big one. Um, they may be someone who is a small group leader. Huge in the kingdom of God. It may be someone who is rocking a baby. Huge. And just speaking truth over that baby, singing mm. a song, mm-hmm. Jesus loves you, mm-hmm. this I know, mm-hmm. pouring things into them, mm-hmm. right? It might be a mom who just is consistently answering questions when her son is asking her about Jesus. Because you shared that oh, a few weeks yeah, my, ago. Oh, yeah, my mom, yeah. Yeah, I'm not calling Thought you I out. Thought I was in trouble again. No. Okay. You're not in trouble. That's true. Has he been in trouble today? No, just, okay. I will Girls, be after has this. Has he been in trouble? Okay. Yeah. So, not, not yet. yet. Not yet. But, but those, are the, those are the hands and feet of God, right, in your life. You can yeah. think of that. You can think of people who, who have made a huge difference in your life. So it's not about being on the platform is it's what I'm hearing you say. Not necessarily. It's the small things. It's the, yeah. Because Sometimes someone, just being present, what does that do? Well, present, pre- presence preaches. It does preach. It does. It yeah. preaches. And so I want you to, guys, I want you to think of someone in your life right now that has made a huge difference that doesn't. They, they never are gonna stand up here. They're never gonna be known on social media that they were this great speaker or that they did this thing. Mm-hmm. I want you to think of someone. I think we all have someone like that in our life, right? Mm-hmm. I do, I have several. Mm-hmm. And I think about the camp that I was at when I accepted the call into ministry. Amen. Those people don't have a huge platform, but they, they consistently poured into me and put things in me and said things over me and said prophet, prophetic words yeah. over me, right? Yeah. Straight from God that made a difference. You were also called into ministry yeah. at camp. Hey, listen, there's some people here, some friends of ours that drove in last night on the front row that are those types of people. They've taught youth Sunday school for, gosh, 52 years, I think. <laughs> Actually, they're only, no, but they, they taught seniors in, in Sunday school for years. But these people are the people that call when they know or sense that I need a word of encouragement, yeah. but they are seldom up on the platform. Steve right. and Gina Reynolds, I want to honor you yes. for, for being that to us. Drove in last night, surprised me. Surprised me just to be here today. Yeah. To hear Angie preach. No, to hear you. <laughs> no, it's for you. It's your, but that's it's, okay. It's your break. That's it's, good. Let's go. It wasn't that's for me. Good. It was for you. Yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna argue. So, so I want you to send those people that you think of. I want you to send them a text today oh, or good. a card. I just want you to, or on Facebook, if your friends on Facebook, just send them a send them a quick note mm-hmm. of just encouragement of something that you you probably don't remember anything they said but you remember how they made you feel. Mm, mm. And so sometimes 
What does uh, St. Francis of Assisi say? Preach the gospel often, use words when necessary. Yeah, you guys, we can just show love. We can show God's love and the, the mm-hmm. thanking him for the gift of faith and the gift of salvation by the way that we treat other people. Yeah. By the way that we show up, just like Pastor Jason said, presence preaches. Amen. And I know, I know personal stories about so many of you. I can't look at you right now because if I do, I will start crying. That you just show up consistently. You love the people that God has put in mm-hmm. your corner mm-hmm. and you are doing well. Amen. God is pleased with you. Yeah. He loves you and continue to show up. And it, it could look different for everyone, right? It, yeah. could bring, it could be literally sitting with someone and just sitting there and not talking about what's going on in their life. It could be cracking jokes, making them laugh. Cooking a meal. Cooking a meal is always my favorite that people do. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I love it when you too. cook for you me. Can tell. It's awesome, but yeah. Just, just sending them a word of, hey, yeah. I'm praying for you today. God brought you to my mind. Just. So here's what, here's what I'm hearing you say, that we all can do something, Everyone. right? We, we all, scripture says, are masterpiece. Yeah. God plans some works for us to do in advance, right? Yes. Oh. And faith without action is useless, can right? I, I forgot something. Yeah, go ahead. Can I? Okay. Yeah. So here's the deal. God created you and you are, ne- you are needed in the kingdom of God. Yes. But you know what? Yeah. You are needed in this church. Amen. Yeah, that's right. God has a place for you in this church or in the church that you go to, if this isn't your home church. Plug he in has and serve. Plug yeah. in to a place that preaches the word yeah. of God and speaks of Jesus with yeah. love. That's and that right. that is the only way to get to him. Amen. Okay? Yeah, it's good. So find a place because God created you uniquely And there is a purpose that he has for you. And if you sit on that purpose and don't serve and don't come alongside your church and and encourage encourage those who are leading and come Mm -hmm. alongside them and help them them do the work, if you don't do that, that's what would have happened if the disciples and those 120 believers had just sat there. Yeah, if they could have just sat there and said, thank you, God. For this gift that we receive it freely. Hallelujah. Yeah. No, it launched them on a new trajectory. Yes. So that's our prayer for you guys mm-hmm. as we wrap up this series today. Yeah. Um, that, that it's not enough just for us to know what we believe, but what we know we believe and who we believe should push us forward yes. in some active role. Yeah. And as Pastor Angie said, every one of you Mm. have a significant contribution to make in the kingdom of God. So much. I want to say in the kingdom of God. And this church is a part of that, but your families are. The places you work, the friend groups that you hang with, yeah. the teammates that you have. Listen, we all have a contribution to make. Faith without works is dead. dead. God talk with no God actions is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I, 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 we want to encourage you to, to, to look for ways to step out and, and, and put your faith into practice. I want you guys to know that, 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 that is our theme this summer. So if you're wanting to know what is 1910 going to be all about this summer, it's going to be serious about living out our faith. Our team has planned some incredible opportunities for us to be out and about. But every Sunday we gather in this place, you're going to hear 
from great pastors that are going to challenge us to take what we read. Do you read the Bible? To take what we read and to put it into action. I do not want us to be that church that says, oh, we know all of this, but do nothing with it. If you know it all, we've got to live it out. And so here's what's one of the things we're also going to do. Not only are you going to hear great preaching every Sunday, but, but we're going to form a book club because books are fun. Books oh, are great. That, that definitely Let's sit down with the book. Too. That's what Barney's saying one day. But anyway, I don't know if you've read this book called Love Does by Bob Goff. It's a great read. Bob Goff is an incredible writer. He just pulls you in like you're sitting next to him. But this is an incredible read for us throughout this summer. So if you're looking for a book to read, uh, this is going to parallel and, and match up with the incredible teachings you're going to get every Sunday yeah. here at 1910. So I've purchased one and I've got mine. It's $7 today. We have one for sale right out here in our store in Restore. So you can stop by and pick up a book. We're going to be looking for some ways to keep us connected with our summer reading, maybe some online groups, maybe some, some, some home groups throughout the community and, and things of what, where we can connect and just challenge and encourage one another. Why are we doing this? Because I'm tired of us just saying, this is what we believe in. It's time for us to put it into practice and yeah. to live it out. Yeah. The world will not be changed with what we know. They will be changed with how we love. Yes. Ooh. The world will not be changed by what we know. It will be changed with how we love. So Church good. of Jesus Christ, it's time on Pentecost Sunday yes. for somebody to get lit. <laughs> and I'm not talking about in the devil's way. No. But I'm talking about it's time for us to take what we believe and let it out. Are you with me today? Hallelujah. Hey, Lord Jesus, thank you for this opportunity today to to be challenged in, in what it means to live out faith. And God, it's not just some intellectual ascent, but it is about putting into practice what I say I believe. Lord, we live in a culture, we live in a world that is desperate. They need to see faith on display. And Lord, I can't help but think that there's a group, of, there's more than 120 of us in this room today. What might happen? If a hundred, if, if those of us in this room took serious this call to live our faith out loud, God, our community would change. Our homes would change. Our families would change. We might make some noise at Target and other places around the world. Things just might shift. Lord, where are the faith people? May they rise up and stand up for what they say they believe in. And may we be a city on a hill. Woo. It cannot be hidden. For your glory and yours alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, hallelujah. Hey. Hey. Hello, everyone. My name is Randy, and I'm honored to be here tonight, today. And I'm honored to, be, uh, to serve you on the board here, along with David and Dennis. Could I, at this time, could I ask all the ministry partners, and if you believe you're a family here of 1910, would you please come to the front? 
What we're going to be doing today is basically uh, our pastor leaves on sabbatical, our pastors leave on sabbatical, and we're going to be commissioning them along with our staff and then along with the body. But first of all, uh, Pastor Jason and Angie, did everybody see the personality of our pastors tonight during this sermon? That's why you're love. Can we just give them encouragement? Say that we love them. I was taking some notes and I was just trying to keep up with the sermon. This sabbatical time that we're going through, it's been a planning period. It just didn't happen. Our pastors are not going on a leave of absence. You understand that? This was done well in advance. Our pastors have worked with the leadership. They've worked with the staff. And now they're working with you folks right here. All right? It's what the sabbatical is all about. Now then, I'm talking to this group. What are we going to do for the next couple of months when our pastors step aside? We're going to survive. We're just going to maintain. Is it the status quo with 1910? No. Why? It's because we're dedicating ourselves to the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. And through that, he will add to our numbers. That's what we're praying for. God is more than capable to bless this church. Okay? And as our pastor is being led on a sabbatical, then you know he's not giving up on us. And he's going to be leading us. And he's going to be directing us. And he's going to be addressing the needs that we need here. And to tell you the truth, I am looking right now at how he's already provided the needs for this church. I want to encourage you to grow in your faith, as we heard today. I want to encourage you to step out where you've never stepped out before. This is a church of action, and we're going to go into Kendall County, and we're going to be preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. Okay? God is more than able to bless a church in the absence of the pastor. God is able. He knows how to shepherd his church during a pastor's absence. Okay? So with that, we're going to have three prayers. Pastor Mark's going to lead us in a prayer over our pastors. Then we're going to pray for the staff. And then we're going to pray for you folks, the family here. And if you're willing and comfortable, I'm just going to ask you to reach out a hand. And all that symbolizes is that we are covering our pastors and our leaders. Father God, we thank you for our shepherds, Lord. We thank you for our leaders. Father, I pray right now that as they prepare to embark on uh, the sabbatical, Lord, that you would give them the much needed rest, that you would restore things in their life, Lord. God, that you would give them revelation, Lord, that you would um, give them a renewed vision, Lord God that they would be on fire for you, Jesus, God. I pray that we, as a church, just come and support them and sit side by side with them, God, as they embark on this, Lord, that we're prepared when they come back, Lord, that we're ready to go, God. And so, Father, I just pray right now for a peace and an order over their life, Jesus, that your presence would hover over them. Lord, I ask for blessings and protection over their family, Lord God. 
God, I ask for greater anointing and a greater reach. Your scripture says that, Lord, that we can pray for that. And so, God, I'm believing right now where two or more are gathered, that we are here in this house and we are praying for protection over our pastors. God, we are praying for rest over our pastors. We are praying for greater revelation over our pastors. God, I pray that during this time that your scripture would come alive over them, God, that it would come alive, that there would be an abundance of new and fresh scripture over their life. So Jesus, we thank you right now, God, that you have this covered, God, that you are protecting them, God, that you are entrusting them, Lord. God, I pray that they would just be at ease and at peace knowing that this is not a time to step back, actually. This is a time that we are stepping forward, that we are moving forward, Father. So we thank you for rest, which you created when you first created the earth, Lord. So we just thank you right now, God, for the protection over our pastors. Please pray in agreement with me as we lift up the church staff. Jesus, thank you for Pentecost Sunday. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are welcome in this house, your house. Thank you for handpicking the staff here at 1910. Thank you that they are uniquely created for the calling over their life. Thank you that they were created for such a time as this. Holy Spirit, strengthen and energize them for this summer season. We ask for your unity, health, endurance, love, protection and strength. Dear Jesus, we are excited for this time. We can't help but wonder what great things you are going to do here in the staff and in all of us this summer season as we yield to you. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, Father, I come to you. I come to you in weakness, knowing you are strong. Step into your strength now. I step with a humble grace. I speak that over our people. I am not staff, I'm a people. I'm one of you. I speak now to every obstruction by the power and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ who released a flow over us. When Jesus said, it is finished, he released power. He released presence. He released a push. He released that to a step into us where you people who feel weak, you are strong, step into his strength, step into a newness. And right now, Jesus, as we step into your flow, Jesus, you are the baptizer. I declare you baptizing us, even revisiting 
other baptisms that we've experienced in the past in the Holy Spirit that that continues. Jesus, now baptize us by your Spirit and with your fire, with your fire. People release, receive the fire of God. I speak a humble going forth, not obnoxious, not prideful. I speak a humble going forth in power that when we speak, when we walk into Bernie and Kendall County and surrounding region, blocks are broken, ears are unstopped, ears are opened, hearts are opened, eyes are opened, people, 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 there's people who do not know who they are. I'm speaking now to parents who have fear. I break that in the name of Jesus, that your kids will be whole, that your kids will turn to you. They will know their identity. We speak that and we release all you have, Jesus, in your holy name. Come on, church. I think we're ready. I think we're fired up and we're set. Amen. Woo. As great as it's been, greater days are yet to come. Amen. Now, listen, for some of you going, what's happening? Pastor Angie and I are stepping away for three months. That's it. Don't freak out. We're coming back thinner, leaner, yes. tan, ready to roll. Just kidding. I receive it. But here's the deal. We do believe. I want you to know that we have complete confidence in this team. Yes. We do. These are great anointed called leaders behind us here. And we have great confidence in this church family as well. That we're going to continue to run hard with the charge that God has given us to find and restore. So here's the deal. You're not going to see us. I'm not on social media. I'm off. And I'm telling you, free at last. Free at last. <laughs> no, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You're going to be challenged with great teachings over the next several weeks. You stay faithful. You get to the house of God and you look for ways to step into that calling yes. that all you masterpieces, yes. it's been planned for you long before you ever dreamed of that. So we're excited. We'll back. see you. Our first, our day, fir back. first day back. September 10th. 17 year anniversary as a church. And so yes. it'll be great. We love you guys. Love you. Let's sing all the earth out.